It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarda, and I am very happy that you're with us for another episode where we're going to talk about something that has really nothing to do with franchising this episode, but it is about military and military spouses. So there's a lot of good information, a little bit different, but I think you might really enjoy and love what you're about to hear. I have Sarinda Good with me, and Sarinda is a military spouse, but has done a lot of grand things on military bases to help the military active duty and also their spouses. So I want to invite in Miss Good. How are you, Sarinda? I'm good, Tom. How are you? Listen, thank you for saying grand things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think anything that you can get done on a military base is grand. <laughs> this is true. This is true. From my perspective, um, everything is, you know, very locked down and secure and it's hard to kind of do anything. Um, it, it is, and I don't think you would really expect it any other way, you know. Um, but it's, it's um, I will say for the, the time frame I have been on bases, it's been fantastic. Our service men and women out there are totally awesome. Yeah, they really are. I mean, I can't even, I, this, that's like a whole nother level you know, for me to even wrap my head around what men and women do and, and the, you know, what they give up to serve the country. It's just like, it's so honorable in my uh, opinion. Anyway, I, I just have such great respect, but, um, and we're going to talk about that, but I also wanted to, before I forget to mention it for the listeners, you have your own podcast and it's called the good show. Tell us about that. That is correct. I just recently launched it. Um, and I'm really excited with it, Tom. I get to speak to, again, some great people, some veterans, some active duty military folks, and some great spouses that, you know, hold down the house at home and keep everything together while, you know, partners are out there on deployments. So I get to speak to, it's a military, pro-military based podcast, and it's to acknowledge our great servicemen and women. That's fantastic. And it's, I mean, you can tell by her velvety voice that she <laughs> recording and talking to people. It's, it's so great. And, and so it's, so it's the good show. So it's, I just want to spell it G O O D E as in your last name. That is correct. It's called the good show and it's on all the platforms. Uh, so go on there, follow me and listen to some of these great stories. It's uh, I think it's just a great connection between the military world and the civilian world. Right. And that's really the emphasis of the show that, that, or the, that you produce, right? It's trying to be that liaison between the two worlds because they are kind of separate. Um, you know, civilian, if you've never been in the military or if you don't have any military uh, members in your family, it's very kind of back of your mind. You don't really think about it. No. And and you really should be thinking about it because it serves such a great purpose in, in our society. 
I think it's because of those great um, men and women that civilians have the luxury of not thinking about it. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to say it. That yeah. is a good way to say it. But I'm, I'm always, you know, I love to work with veterans and help them find franchises. Veterans are so, so great at business ownership because in franchising, it's all about systems mm -hmm. and the military is all about systems regardless of which branch. And, and so we're actively trying to recruit military men and women. And I think that they don't understand the fact that this world is open to them. And, and on that topic, and, and I know that you want to talk more about this kind of stuff, the um, in franchising, there's a, an association, a huge association called the International Franchise Association. We call it IFA for short, and it's at franchise.org. They have a, a, um, a, a sub, what do you call it? <laughs> they have a program called VetFran, which okay. serves veterans and helps get them into business. Um, and that includes discounts, SBA loans. I mean, it's very hands-on and it's been in effect for, you know, for way more than 20 years. And, and well, I, I'm sorry, I interrupted you there, Tom, but that, this, that's really important because I'd like you to come on the show as well and talk about that because, like you said, our veterans out there, as you go through the service, the one thing that I've realized with my own husband, after 30 years of serving, there's an element of conditioning and their mind works in a way of just, what is the job? Let me get it done. There's... And that's just the objective. So I think that veterans um, working for themselves already are a step ahead because they have that mindset. They know they need to complete the mission. So going into some kind of franchise where there is also an element of support, um, I think is a great program. Oh, it's 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 phenomenal. It's so it's so great. Um, and they get discounts on the franchise fees and special help. Uh, and that's the least that we can do to say thank you for their service. Yeah. Very least. I mean, so um, it's Vet Fran, and, and we'll talk more about that on, on your show as well. And, and the thing to know, though, is a lot of times, you know, veterans coming out of, of the service um, don't have like a lot of money saved up. Um, and so, you don't need a lot of money to buy a franchise. People feel like, oh, I need a million dollars. You don't. Um, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of great franchises out there that cost the same as like a luxury automobile. Wow. You could make a lot of money with it if you're willing to do the work and do the marketing, you know, all that stuff. Um, and so see the, see the uh, work part of it. That's where your military just knock it out because that's, how they are conditioned, just knock it out and get it done. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what's your affiliation with the military? Well, obviously I'm a military spouse. So my husband served 30 years um, and I spent just over 26 with him. So, um, and my other affiliation with him, apart from being a part of this big family, because that's what, when I moved here, obviously being an expat, um, my husband's friends became my friends. I didn't know people in San Diego. So I became a part of this great big family. 
that accepted you in without judgment and without question. And that's the beautiful thing about it for me. And um, so my give back at the time was I opened a, a small little coffee shop on base. And this is where it really started rocking and rolling for me because at those locations, I got to hear firsthand from, from these guys and these gals what their job entailed, um, how they felt about going on deployment, their first experience outside of the US. Um, these are great stories, um, a lot of courage. And so um, as I went through my uh, coffee lady experience on the bases, um, as I came out of that, I'd met a lot of vets that had retired. And like you said earlier on, you know, you've saved a little bit, but maybe, you know, not as much as you possibly hoped, but you, you know, you can do a job and you know, you don't need micromanaging. So you want to go into something where you kind of like have that element of control. You put your hours in, you get out of it, you know, what you put in and, um, so I started into, you know, I heard a lot of those stories. And so I went the route of the podcast after I closed my coffee shops down, because again, to give these guys and girls a platform to talk about the challenges of owning a business, um, how to set it up, who do you go to for help? Um, and there's a, there's a lot of veterans out there that have done great things with their businesses. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Uh, and there's some businesses that were started by veterans within the yeah. franchise. Um, so there's a lot of cool, different variations and all different services too. I mean, basically your, your husband is in Navy. Is that right? That is correct. He retired from the Navy as a command master chief. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're obviously not from San Diego originally. Where are you from? <laughs> um, I was born in um, a little place in England called Wolverhampton, and I was there for a very short period of time before the family moved to Scotland. So I normally just tell people Scotland because it just, you know, saves the heartache kind of thing. Um, and I spent most of my childhood and growing up in Scotland. And then for some, um, and I always knew, it's so weird, Tom, I always knew from an early age that I was born in the wrong country. I always felt I should have been born in America, everything I watched on the TV. I mean, some people out there won't remember Starsky and Hutch. Um, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was watching those Starsky and Hutch shows, you know. Um, so anyway, you know, the, the Gulf War happened, the first Gulf War happened, and I found myself applying for a job as a flight attendant in the Middle East. And I remember my father saying to me, just, you know, you do realize a war's just broken out there. And I mm. thought, yeah, but the economy is great. So I flew out to the Middle East and I worked as a flight attendant. And that, Tom, is where I got my first experience of the, the US military. Because whilst I was out there, um, they, um, the Cobar Towers had been bombed. And I lived in Bahrain, which is a little island joined by a causeway to Saudi. And we felt the reverberations. And for little old Indian gal coming from Scotland, I've never been in that kind of situation before, never felt anything like that before. Um, and it was scary. I can't like it was scary. But the crazy thing was this. We were surrounded by the U.S. military. So it, there was this comfort of knowing that, okay, excuse my French, but if shit goes down, all is good. <laughs> you know? Um, 
so that's where I first started, you know, interacting um, with the US military. And I was in Bahrain for quite some time. And then the inevitable happened. I met a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I met a sailor and uh, moved to San Diego and um, still with the same sailor. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no complaints at all. I mean, you know, the Navy life, I think, for a um, for the partner that stays at home, because we also forget as well, spouses aren't just female, they're male as well, because there's some kick-ass women in the military, you know. And so for the partner that stays at home, it, you know, it's not for everybody, Tom. You know, it's not for everybody. You spend a lot of time by yourself. You've got to be self-sufficient. Um you know, um, if something's going to happen, you got to be able to take care of it. And um, I know for a lot of spouses, they've relocated from point A to point B. So now you're in a situation where you don't have any friends or you don't really know people. But I will say this, the the Navy and I'm sure the military, you know, all over, they have some great um little get-togethers for spouses to keep everybody, you know, um, to keep that community camaraderie going as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's wonderful. And, um, you know, anything that we could do to help, you know, yeah. Franchise Academy, you know, let us know. We are, uh, you know, devout fans is one way to say it. Of, of yeah. The, so it's good Yeah. Yeah, I think that once you come on the show and we can get some more information about how people can get in touch with you, how they can start their franchise. I've actually met a couple of vets who had started franchises. This was, you know, we we're talking about over six, seven years ago. And um, I, I really need to check in with them and see how that's going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hope they're doing great. What's your advice to someone who is thinking about starting a business or, or investing in a franchise? You know, I think, and this is going to sound crazy, but I think the one place where, you know, people fell and I, and myself included, you have to start. You've actually got to start. Um, I went through a period um, before I opened my first business of putting a lot of things down on paper, business plans. Um, and there's a lot of work involved in it. I think people think that once you own a business that, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Well, if it was that easy and all that good, then everybody would be doing it, you know. Um, you have to persevere, stay strong, you know. Um, it's hard. It's not easy. You have to do a lot of research. But stick with it. Stick with it and stay the course. Right. You know. And, and you know, when you say stick with it, what we say in franchising is follow the system. Yes. Every, every franchise has a system, so follow the system. But but I also like what you said, you know, you have to start. Yeah. So somebody was saying to me yesterday, literally, now that you mention it, um, former Marine um, in, in Charlotte, uh, I was doing consultation with him, and he said, you know, honestly, all, you know, all sales aside, and I'm not a salesperson, but um, I'm just coaching people. He said, do you think that this is a good time to start a business? I said, is it a good time to have a baby? Because there is, there's no good time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, there isn't. And actually, you know, if, if things, if economy is slowing or whatever, 
that actually usually proves to be a great time to start because you get kind of your druthers and you get your feet balanced and then you ride a wave when you come out of that recession. Mm-hmm. So it's a great time to start a business. You know, and the other thing I tell people is this, it's, um, you know, somebody said to me recently, they went, oh my gosh, I'm scared. And I went, you're meant to be. I mean, it's normal. You, you know, you're meant to have, it's like before, you know, people go on stage and perform and they have, um, you know, nerves. You're meant to be nervous. And I always think that you never want to get to a place where you're that lackadaisical because then it's kind of like you've lost that edge. You know, you're meant to be nervous. You know, the buck starts with you now and it stops with you. So there's a lot of responsibility in between. And as you grow your business, I know this, you know, I mean, we've all done it, Tom. I mean, um, you know, you, you, you have to pivot, you know, like uh, 5 million times because you, what's on paper may not pan out, you know, in real life. So you've got to change things around. But um, if you're smart enough to have that idea and to put it down on paper, follow through. Right. Yeah. Don't don't let the song die in you. You got to <laughs> sing the song, you know. So sing that song, and it's so you know. I always share with people when when they're looking for a franchise, it's not about franchise A or franchise B, but what it really is is the choice between uncertainty or unhappiness. Mm-hmm. And most people choose unhappiness. They do, and that breaks my heart because they have the song in them. They know the notes. You know, mm-hmm. they just need to get up on stage and do it. And and they're scared to do it. And so they just toil away at a job just to pay the bills. You know, and it's it's sad because you're you're denying the world of your talent. Yeah. And you know, I used to tell um my employees at the time, I used to say to them, listen, ladies, you spend um about 85% of your life at work. You want to make sure you're in a job that either is teaching you something to get to the next stepping stone or you're you're in a place where, you know, um, it's you, en- you enjoy it. Right. Otherwise, it's just not going to pan out, you right. know? Yeah. It's great that you said that because I want to, since you said that, I want to say, I want to share something um, that I coach people on because a lot of people, you know, the phrase, um, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yes. And that's yes. so true. It's true in a job, but it's not true in a business. It's not true in a franchise. So what I mean by that is, hear me out. People will be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, the, the thing is, is when you're in a business, you don't have to be passionate about, it's, it's not your hobby, mm-hmm. right? Try to do something that's your hobby. Chances are really good you're going to fail because you're, you're, not thinking the right way, you, yeah. you know, people as a good example, like somebody said to me recently, you know, I, I know this person that makes great cakes and pies and everybody's like, Oh, you should start a bakery or, or buy a bakery franchise. And I'm like, you have to realize that baking is 10% of the baking business. The 90% is the operations of um, marketing and employee hiring and retention and social media and, you know, all that stuff. It's not, you know, the baking part, you got to hire somebody to bake, you know? Yeah, this is true. And so you got to find a business in franchising anyway. I would say find a business that will give you the time and the money 
eventually so you can do whatever your hobby or your passion is to your heart is content. You, you know, I completely agree with you. And the other thing I think people need to think about is I had somebody come to me a couple of weeks ago and they said to me, um, they wanted to open up a, a coffee business. So I was going to, you know, give them some assistance. And every time we had a meeting, it was four o'clock in the afternoon. And one day I turned around to them and said, okay, we're going to meet next week. I'll see you at 0400 in the morning. And they went, 0400? I went, okay, you're gonna, you're about to go into the coffee business, my friend. And if 0400 sounds early to you, you may want to think, are you a morning person or are you an afternoon person? Because uh -huh. if, you know, you, the, it's basic stuff, but you want to think about where you are going to, you know, perform better. That is brilliant advice. <laughs> I always share with people, there's two things that people seldom think about when you're starting a business. It's the number and the type of employees that you'll have and the hours that you're going to be open and operating. And both of those will affect your life directly. So you really want to get it right. You don't want to take time away from your family. You want to have more time with your family. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so if you're working, if you open a business that's retail seven days a week, you know, it's going to be tough to, if you have small kids to, you know, make the soccer game and, and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. You got to really think those kind of things through. And, and that's really where my kind of coaching comes in. I just had a guy recently call me up and say um, he was at a trampoline park. Um, he's like, oh, this is like the third time I've been there. Every time I go, the place is packed. It's jamming. And I'm like, did you ever go on a Tuesday afternoon at two o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're, yeah, you're the only one on the trampoline. There's no one there. Yeah, of course the weekends are hopping. And, yeah. You know, really um, it's and like so, a it's like a girlfriend of mine said to me a long time ago when I first moved to the state, she said to me, Sarinda, she said, you must, you know, um, come into real estate. And um, it's it's great and you'd be good and blah, blah. And I said, I looked at her and I said, do you have to work Saturday and Sunday? And she went, yes. And I went, well, no. <laughs> you know, I don't mind working Saturday and Sunday if it's my business. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, you fit it in, a, you know, as a mom, you fit it in around kids hours, you know, and whatever else kind of thing. But, you know, to be scheduled, like you said, retail, I know I would not excel in retail. You know, so um, and that's another thing that you brought up, Tom, you know, sometimes people end up doing things that they don't necessarily want to do, but it's to pay the bills. And I always say to people, well, as you know, if you have a business idea that you don't put into play, all you are doing is making the boss or the company you're working for more money instead yeah. of making that money for you, for yourself, you know. You're building someone else's dream. And that's yeah, you're. Yeah, you're building their wealth. Yeah, it's it's a shame, but that's what most people do. Because we're taught from when we're little kids to go to school and get a job mm -hmm. and be happy and shut up. And most people wake up somewhere around 40 years old and they're like, wow, it's it's a midlife awakening. Yeah. Some people call it a midlife crisis. I think it's a good thing. It's an awakening where you say, is there something else? Is there more to life? And yes, there is. And, and so many people's job chose them instead of them choosing the job. And that's yeah. uh, you know, so many people frustrated, which leads to all sorts of negative things, drinking and all that and drug, you know, like 
because they're unhappy and they can't put their finger on it. It's because mm-hmm. you're not doing what you were meant to do on this planet. That's why. Now, let me ask you this, Tom. Uh, a couple of people that I've interviewed regarding businesses, that one of their biggest hurdles has been the processes that you go through in order to uh, maybe get that small business loan, um, get the legalities taken care of, um, your finances taken care of. Um, and, and what they've basically said to me is it's it's such, you really have to jump through a lot of hoops. There, there is a lot of paperwork, you know. Um, and so, but with franchising, you, the, you have that support of somebody giving you guidance for to, to put your ducks in a row in regards to legalities and states business plan pro- projections i mean it's all it's all done yeah i mean it's not like you don't have to do the work you have to take what's what would be a template and fill in the information as it pertains to you and your community because you know the electric bill in one part of the country is going to be different than another part so but you have all the line items and the franchise supplies that moreover um, we have resources for financing uh, to the point where if you wanted to buy a certain franchise uh, my, my finance partner has money earmarked for certain franchises where as long as you have a certain credit score and some collateral, you'll easily get a loan. And and so the thing that people don't understand, I didn't understand this years ago, but banks have what they call credit boxes, which is another way of saying a goal. So the quarterly goal for this month is to do mortgages or do car loans or get more people to open up savings accounts, whatever it might be. And you walk, you know, you walk in with a beautiful business plan and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yes, we'll finance you. You have no problem. They send it off to underwriters and it comes back denied. And it's denied not because it's a bad business plan. It's because their goal is to do mortgages, not Mm -hmm. business loans. Mm -hmm. And so we're able to go to certain banks all over the country that we know are financing businesses. Mm-hmm. And so we go right to the source, get the money, get it done. And and to, to say what you were saying earlier, just get that mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. We, and we do it in very efficient and effective manner. Uh, as long as the person, you know, the, the franchise, prospective franchise owner is, mm-hmm. you know, carrying the water they need to carry, do the work they need to do, fill out the paperwork, that's it. Um, you know, we could get into loans. See, because I remember when I opened my first business 23 years ago, oh, my gosh, I'm older than dirt. Um, I, I remember when I went down to the SBA for some crazy reason, I thought that, um, you know, if I filled out the, the check the boxes, you know, being a female, you know, um, being, uh, you know, brown, um, you know, I'd get something. <laughs> <laughs> all, I, all I really got was more paperwork to fill out. And in the end, it, it was a hoopla. And from my understanding, 23 years later, it's still a hoopla. And my, uh, you know, I would like to speak with somebody um, from the SBA local in regards to how they are helping um, the vets, you know, um, 
Is there a special, you know, um, wh what are the guidelines for getting registered as a service, you know, um, disabled uh, vet owned business? You know, what are those guidelines and how do the, how can the service member access this information readily and easily? Because it seems to be like, you know, um, you're trying to find the treasure. Right. Right. No, they make it so difficult, um, but because it, it's a bureaucracy. So everything is tougher than it should be. But it, there is ways and, and I, I, you know, offline, I'll connect you with some people that uh, will be able to help you and help veterans and all your folks yeah. by extension. You might even have some of those folks on your podcast. Yeah, I think it would be I, I again, I do believe that, you know, um, People are trying to do better in getting veterans established, um, you know, with businesses or getting them into the workplace and providing programs. As a, I'm covering a lot of foundations and a lot of causes that are out there. Um, and I'm realizing, you know, I'm educating myself as I do this, because initially I thought, why doesn't everybody just join together one big foundation? And there you go. Voila. Problem solved. But as I've started to go through, I've realized that, you know, certain uh, charities and um, foundations focus on certain skills. Like I just had a, a wonderful tour of a facility and I have to give them a shout out. Workshops for Warriors, where they focus on manufacturing, you know, because right now we've got over 800,000 jobs in the U.S. that um, are just sitting there and we don't have skilled you know, labor, you know, workers to go in and fill them. And so um, this foundation is putting, you know, veterans through. Again, out the other end, um, and I've explained this to somebody, out the other end, you can create your own business, right. you know, like trades. Um, I was just involved in a discussion with trades and a very smart kid. He's like, you know, I'm going to go to trade school, going to do my plumber stuff, work for somebody for a couple of years to get experience. And then I'm going to go build something myself. I mean, that's great. Yeah, that is fantastic, actually. Yeah. It's recession resistant. It's Amazon resistant. It's, you know, <laughs> that, guy's yeah. that guy will be set up and he'll command a, a salary that will blow your mind as a plumber. It's, you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned it's Amazon resistant because somebody else just said to me the other day that um, if you're not selling on Amazon, you're not doing business. And I, I don't know if I 100% agree with that. I mean, you know, you know, I don't know about that because there's some things, obviously, you just can't sell on Amazon. Um But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there are people out there that have got great ideas. Just, just got to start, follow up, follow through, and be persistent. That's the other thing. Um, you have to be persistent regardless of who it is you have to communicate with, you know. Um, it's, it's So stay the course. Yeah. No is not a no. No answer is not <laughs> yet. It's just not yet. <laughs> so one last question for you, and then uh, we have to unfortunately break, but... Um, I want to ask you about a myth that you might be able to break here on this show. That's how I always end my shows. Is there a myth about military or military spouses or military bases or something like that? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of myths, Tom. Um, Where do we start? <laughs> well, I tell you, um, 
I'm going to keep them. I'm going to keep it above board. Um, one of the myths that I came across business-wise, um, when I initially said to spoke to somebody and I said that I am going to open a business on base, I'm going to open a coffee shop on base, they said to me, dealing with the U.S. military in regards to doing business on military installations is a no-no. Um, it doesn't happen unless you are a large corporation um, and, you know, that kind of deal. And it's a myth, Tom, because I was like a dog with a bone and I stayed the course. And I think if you dot your I's and cross your T's, as, as in any other workplace as well, put together something that makes sense. I think it's human nature almost in this day and age where people just go, no, nah, I don't want it. Automatically, the first thing, no, nah, I don't want it, don't need it. Because they always think it costs them something. You know, um, I was persistent with the Navy Exchange Command. They were very, very thorough with their background check um, and with everything that they wanted. Um, so it's a myth. You can do business with the Navy Exchange Command and you can get onto your base. But make sure that um, you have your shit squared away because they will look at everything. Good. Great advice. Hey, Surinda, thank you so much for being on the Franchise Academy. Um, it's just your insights are so great. I'd love to stay in contact with you more. And if someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to reach you? They can go to my website, which is thegoodshow.com. You can also email me on info at thegoodshow. Um, Tom, I have to say it's been a pleasure. It is good to it's always good to talk with you, Tom, and you look great. And um, I'm looking forward to having you on the Good Show podcast. I cannot wait. Please give me the invite and we will do it. Absolutely, Tom. Mission accomplished. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. Take care. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.